0: Listening to Ithaca as Music, the stories behind the songs. We are exploring the local music scene here in Ithaca, New York. Located in the Finger Lakes and home to Cornell University, this small town is full of talented musicians. We intend to ask them questions about their craft and have them perform in front of our live audience. I'm Jeff Goodmark. This week, for our pilot episode, we bring you The Uncommons, a five piece rock band. With original songs that speak of love, loss, and revolution. Since this is the pilot episode of Ithaca's Music, I'd like to take a minute to explain our format. As we welcome artists to the stage, they will perform four songs. Number one, the first song they wrote or performed with their current band. Number two, the song they identify as their greatest achievement or most inspirational moment as an artist. Number three, the song their fans identify them with, or their most popular song. And number four, their newest complete work, or a song they would like to debut on our show. Then the artist will take over the stage and perform the rest of their set. This week's episode is sponsored by LimeBike, your ride anytime. LimeBike is the leading U.S. smart mobility company, and is revolutionizing mobility in cities and campuses by empowering residents with greener, more efficient and affordable transportation options that also improve urban sustainability. Available in over 50 markets with more than 35,000 bikes, scooters, and e-bikes, LimeBike will change the way you look at the first and last mile. I've been riding line bikes all week and can't imagine Ithaca without them. It's a great way to get around. And now, we go down to the center part of town, to Lot 10, and our host, Victoria DeBerry.
1: How are y'all doing tonight? You guys doing all right? Anybody else really nervous? We know you are, Jeff. I'm Victoria DeBerry. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm super pumped. You're here for the pilot episode of something that's never been done before in Ithaca, which is super exciting. So we're so glad you're here. So glad you can be a part of us. Bring your energy, bring your love, bring everything that you can to all these songs. And and we're just we can't do it without you. So I want to introduce the star of tonight, The Uncommons. All right, so before we go any further, um, not everyone can see the band, so we're gonna go around and introduce that everybody's in the band and, and sort of what they do, what they're holding, you know, who they are and whatnot. We're gonna start with you, Jay.
2: Hi, I'm Jay Skeezus. I play guitar and have and sing vocals.
3: I'm Kelly Cervanich, um, lead vocals and occasional percussion.
4: Uh, Kevin Moss, guitar and keyboards. Uh, I am
0: Ash, I play bass and I also do vocals just like Kevin does. And I'm Jeff Goodmark, and I've met you guys all before, and it's good to meet you again from a different perspective.
1: <laughs> and these guys are the actually the Uncommons. Now, here we go. Now you know them. Here's the thing, though. You guys weren't always the Uncommons, were you? Time to let the cat out of the bag. When did you guys become the Uncommons?
4: Well, so originally, Jay and I were in a band together called Five Mile Drive, that many of you know. And um, I joined that band in 2010. Jay had already been in the band for a while. Uh, We played together, um, and then Jeff joined the band uh, as drummer in, I think, 2014. And um, then a couple years later, we had a couple singers that spontaneously combusted, so we had to get new singers. Um, So Kelly joined the band in about 2016. Uh, And then later that year, I think um, the founder of that band, Mark Finnegan, uh, retired, and uh, we needed a new bass player. And so Ash joined the band. That's
5: me.
6: Yeah.
4: Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we uh, needed a new name, so we reinvented ourselves as The Uncommons.
1: So why The Uncommons, though?
4: We wanted something that sounded kind of Ithaca-ish. So we were going like, well, how about The Gorges? Or... (laughs) The Cayugas. No, so glad no, no, no. we didn't. Use somebody those. said the com like the commons, and we're like, no, no, no. What about the uncommons? It's like, well, yeah, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of uncommon, and we, we play a lot of uncommon songs. So
1: that's true, as we're gonna get to. So uh, g- going into that, what was the first song that you guys actually learned together? Like, what? Who who wrote it? How did it go? What was the process like?
4: So the first original song that um, uh, we did together was a song that I wrote called "For All We Know," um, that I wrote many years ago actually as an acoustic guitar song, and then I brought it to Five Mile Drive, and kind of expanded on it and wrote some. I wrote um, you know bass and drum parts and guitar parts for it in my head, and kind of told the guys what I was thinking, what I was feeling, and. But um, they all kind of added their own unique spin to the band. So I came in with a, kind of a complete song, but everybody kind of flavored it with their own.
1: And styles. what can you tell us about the story of the song? So, for all we know, is it a love song? Like, is it an adventure song? Like, what are you, are you talking about, Narnia? Like, what's going on?
4: Well, it's kind of um, it's kind of a philosophical song. Um, for all we know, is kind of looking at the mystery of the universe and how there's um, there's a lot of ambiguity and a lot of uncertainty in the world and things that we don't know, things that we think we know. We think we know a lot, but sometimes we don't really know everything, Um, and sometimes that's okay to be in that place of not knowing and um, kind of embrace the mystery and just kind of take a leap of faith.
1: Oh man, I love that. And Hopefully everyone else here can embrace and take a leap of faith. I present to you, For All We Know, written by Kevin Moss.
5: left to say don't let your words get in
1: was awesome for all we know that could have been a great performance you know know. but we do know we We do know we do know actually plot twist so here's my question all right so you said you wrote on an acoustic guitar you wrote that song um, Kevin so what which instrument do you prefer to write on uh, what comes first? Mostly guitar. Say. Mostly guitar. Mostly okay. guitar. You're playing uh, keyboards over there. So, do, do you ever write songs on the keyboard? I
4: I have occasionally, but okay. it, I seem to default mostly to uh, to just kind of getting things worked out on acoustic first, and then kind of hearing different parts and. Seeing whether it's going to be an electric song or oh yeah, yeah for sure I mean, maybe that's maybe there's going to be some keyboard added in
1: and you said when so when you you know wrote that song you kind of heard the parts as they came I know Jeff wasn't with you the entire time with you know a five mile drive so could you hear his part or did he kind of add to that
4: well he definitely added to it um, but that you know that very first beat that boom mm-hmm. I was actually playing that, like hitting, slapping the guitar. Oh, nice. So that was uh, uh, where that rhythm came from. Sweet. Um, so then when we got together, I was like, So, Jeff, can you do this? Or,
1: and Jeff's um, like, No, yeah. but also, yes.
4: <laughs> and he did, and it sounds great.
1: Of course, Jay, a question for you. Um, what's your favorite guitar to play whenever you're.
2: I love them all.
1: <laughs> That's such a cop out. Come on. What's your favorite guitar for right now?
2: This one right here. This is a GNL Comanche.
1: And I was looking at those, those things look like Tetris pieces. Like, I feel like you're playing Tetris with your pickup. You know what I mean? Like you're going down the, the bridge of the guitar. It's great. So, uh, you know, that's the song that you guys first wrote together. The song you consider that your, your greatest achievement, right, was actually written by you, Jeff, and Barry Sands. So you Correct. want to tell these peeps about that?
0: Yes. Chuck. can you hear me out there? <clears throat> so this song is called You Know Nothing. And... Um, <clears throat> It's written...
1: For all you know, you know nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is very specifically so, so written... There's some subliminal
1: messaging going on. I no, no, no,
0: I promise it's not. Uh, this is actually written about a television show and a book series called Game of Thrones. Many of you maybe know about that or have heard about it. So it's you know nothing, Jon yes, Snow. Yes, that's John correct. It's all actually nothing. written from the perspective of Jon Snow as if he would be like writing it himself and talking to the world in which he lives in. And so uh, when I first moved to Ithaca, which was already 23 years ago, I was in a band called Sunshine Spider. And at the time, um, I was working with a guy named Barry, and he had so many songs, tons of originals. One of the songs that he wrote was called Sometimes a Soldier. And it never saw the light of day, really. It never got performed by our band. It never got used in any other context. So about 20 years later now, um, I remembered the chord progression and actually the melody of what's the chorus of this song from that original piece and composed the rest of this song, composed the rest of this song about, thank you, about uh, this, this story from Game of Thrones. And so I brought this to the band and... Uh, I'm pretty sure it may have been Jay that came up with the modulating uh, solo, which, does it change keys? Is that what happens in there? Yeah, we changed keys a few times during the, the uh, instrumental part, and it uh, has a really cool effect, and it was a real good group effort uh, in songwriting, and so that's how we got to uh, believe this as one of our, our, our favorite songs, one of our and best achievements. It is,
1: it is a pretty cool song. I have to say, when you write your songs, So, you know, you're a guitar player and a keyboard player, and you kind of stick over there, but you kind of play the drums. Like, you know, I don't. Yeah, so I. We all know the stereotypes of drummers, right? Yeah.
0: I do play guitar very poorly, um, but well enough to put some songs together. And I always play very rhythmic guitar because obviously I'm used to playing rhythms, and so the parts are often more rhythmic and less melodic that I write, but these guys all play great melodies and have, uh, you know, such great tones that it really makes it come to life.
1: So then you can kind of hear your drum beats as you're writing the song on the guitar?
0: Yes, there's been, in this song, yes, for sure. There's been a few cases where I've written a song and then thought about how I was going to play that on drums, and uh, it took a minute to, like, think about that. It It wasn't exactly what I had intended it to be when I originally wrote the song. But in this case, it
1: was. So do you listen like, to a lot of Phil Collins? Is that what it is? is? that? No, not so much
0: Phil Collins. There's a lot of other interest, influences in there, but, but I don't know. Like the, Everything is an influence to me. Like, I feel like I listen to all sorts of kinds of music, and it all goes through there, and something comes out, hopefully.
1: That's pretty awesome. All right, so I'm going to present to you the song they're most proud of, You Know Nothing.
5: By the fire at night Your words chill me me to the core ahead I would wake up with my eyes of the world and remember remember what what you said. said
1: where you go into the Game of Thrones theme song, right? Ba, 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 da, da, da. That's, that's what happens, right? That was awesome. Thank you, thank you. That's super dope, man. So as far as you, Jay, I feel like a lot of your sounds are very, um, they're kind of atmospheric, like a little bit of, um, a lot of delay going on there, or like, what, what do you got going on here? What's, what is this puzzle that we're working with we here? Do,
0: we do not have enough time for Jay to explain his entire pedal board right now.
2: You're very correct, though. There's delay from my... Uh, boss space echo pedal and uh, uh, chorus from my uh, DOD icebox. So those are two modulation effects that give that atmospheric flavor, echo, you know, uh, soundscape, uh, that kind of uh, airy thing. So for Game of Thrones, especially in that beginning part, I kind of feel like I'm in like the ice palace fairy crystal cave, you know. (laughs) So. That's
1: what I was trying to. Create. Why, are you, why are you wearing sunglasses, Jay? Why are you? <laughs> you know what? This brings me to our next song because apparently there's a fish story involved. So, uh, Jeff, you want to go into that? You want to talk, talk about the, uh, your most popular song?
0: Sure. Well, this song is definitely uh, one of our most popular songs, and the story is kind of funny as well. So, a little bit of history. I started seeing fish in college in 1992. I've seen probably 120-something shows of theirs. Um, they're an interesting jam band from Vermont. Many people know them, many people don't know them. Many people like them, many people do not like them. Many people in my family do not like them. <laughs> <coughs> that's, a, that's a story for another day. Uh, for today, so I am very influenced by their music and I wanted to introduce that, that band, th- these guys on stage, to that band. And so I took Kevin and Jay. And I think it was probably Mark, the Five Mile Drive bass player. And we went to see a couple of shows one summer. And we had a pretty good fun time. And it was a great show. And walking out of one of the shows that we saw, which I think was at Canandaigua, Uh, Rochester. Oh, it was in Rochester, excuse me. And um, basically, what happened was, Kevin.
4: Well, so we were like, we're like in this, like. just river of people, right, exiting. The you know, arena. like when a concert is over, like, and, and everyone's like everyone's walking out. like shuffling along with the with the flow. It's right? a fish show. There probably it's is a, a river. F- it's a fish show, right? Yeah. And so as we're walking along the street in the city of Rochester, out uh, on our way back to the car, there was a street vendor who was selling hats. He was selling uh, these baseball caps that had like an antelope on it, because they have a song called "Run." Run, Run like, like an, an antelope. antelope, so the antelope was like glow, glows in the dark. But anyway, the street vendor is is there, and we heard him before we saw him. We heard this voice glow in the dark. Come antelope over pats. the crowd. Glow in the dark antelope pats. Glow in the dark antelope pats. Glow in the dark antelope pats. I'm assuming you were and,
1: completely 100% and, and, sober. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Well, you know,
4: 100%. Victoria, they say what happens at the fish show stays at the fish show. Thank God. Glow in the dark antelope pats. Really? So so Jeff started doing it and then I started doing it, glow in the dark antelope pets. And I you know, I looked at Jeff and said, Well, that's a
0: good
5: idea for a song. <laughs>
4: so I went home. This is like one of the fastest songs I ever wrote. I think I wrote it in about 45 minutes. Wow. That's really, was, so was it. this
1: on an acoustic guitar too?
4: Um, I don't remember. It was acoustic or something. Because you were yeah. so
1: exhausted from dancing yes. at the fi- yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely but, nothing um,
4: else. So it's it's kind of about, you know, it's about fashion. It's kind of, a, it became kind of a statement about, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like if everybody's, Glow, glow in the dark If and everybody all wants to be individualized and wear this cool thing, but then if everybody wears it, then you're not being an individual. you Are conforming. you just all fish in a stream?
1: Yeah, I guess.
4: Or one of the herd. You're just one of the herd.
1: So now now I present to you guys, glow-in-the-dark antelope hats.
5: It blows my mind. We're part of a team. It can't be denied. We're in this together. So let's wear them with pride. Blow in the dark antelope hats. Go in the dark antelope hats. Go in the dark antelope hats. I feel so self-assured. Go in the dark. So close, so I understand. So just reach for yours when you get out of bed, you gotta
1: Well, uh, for the people at home, Jay just broke a string. um, Then he changed guitars and still managed to sing on his part again and play his part. So that's show business, baby.
2: You should see me multitask at work.
1: (laughs) What kind of... I don't even want to know, really. Or do I? No, you don't. I don't? Oh, okay. Kelly, I got a question for you. Why do you think that that song is your most popular song?
3: The energy, that's probably like, playing it now here is probably like the least movement we've ever seen from people <laughs> when we play that song, because it's its just kind of fun and goofy. Yeah, you know, we get all silly after the solo in it, and it's kind of crazy feeling, and it's just a really uppity and a fun song.
1: Yeah, it's, it is a lot of fun. I was having trouble kind of staying seated myself, so I don't know, I'm sure you all feel in the same way. Um, is, how much do you contribute to the parts? Do you ever work on lyrics with, with the band? Like... How much of the writing do you get to do I know, as, a, as a singer, I guess?
3: Yeah, so a lot of the songs we're doing today uh, were formulated largely before I was with everyone. Um, but everyone here is so creative. <laughs> I'm so lucky that I often add vocal parts to things. There's often a lot of lyrical structure, and it's more I get to figure out maybe how how we're going to sing it or what the harmony parts are going to be, that kind of thing. and. Because I'm newer to everything, that actually fits for me really well.
1: That's yeah, it that totally totally makes sense. And so if you're, it's probably easier to add vocals on to two parts because you're just singing over the words. But Ash, like if you're adding, do you do you play the bass parts that were um, originally written, or did you rewrite your parts? Like how does how does that work?
4: It depends on the song and where it came into play when I joined the band. So songs that were written before I played the band, I typically play them similarly to how they were before, but with my own twist to them. Or if I got comfortable with a certain thing, I would change it up. But um, anything newer than that, you know, yeah, I just came up with that stuff. Um, Or was told, you know, hey, this sounds really good. And then I go, okay, cool. Let's just do that. a A lot of times when we're writing, we'll just, like the... Like the person brings the song in will say, Well, this is kinda of what I'm thinking, but you know, but you guys play with it and see what you come up with. I'm open to ideas. Super collaborative. And, um, I love that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: So the uh, the newest song you guys are working on is pretty um it's pretty intense. So first off we started off with, you know, the song you first played together, which was For All We Know. And then and then you insulted us by telling us you know nothing. So now we're good on that. And then we got we we were all part of the herd with a uh, glow in the dark Antelope Pats. And now this newest one is a little bit of a different twist than all the other songs we've heard before. I would say it's, it's a lot deeper. Um, who, who was the spearhead in, in writing Time to Fight Part 2?
4: So this is a, a Jeff song. He also wrote Part 1, but we're going to do Part Two first. So Jeff's going to tell us about that.
0: So uh, one of my other big influences, especially in the last couple of years, was this little uh, musical that was on Broadway called Hamilton. Um, okay, well, maybe some have, maybe some haven't. I certainly listened to it many times, as did my kids and my wife and my family. Um, so one of the influences that I... I've got a lot of musical influences. A couple of the songs that I wrote were influenced by that show and by some of the things that Lin-Manuel Miranda did. Particularly this song, Time to Fight Part 2, um, is an adaptation of the first song in Act 2, which is called What Did I Miss?, And in the show Hamilton, it's 1789. And Thomas Jefferson has just come back from France, where he's basically missed the entire revolution and he comes back to find George Washington as president, and the cabinet already formed in his position basically waiting for him. And in the show, it's portrayed as jokingly, he says, oh, what did I miss? Like, no big deal, everything seems fine here. While I was gone, meanwhile, this country fought for its freedom from, um, you know, from England and the, ki- and the king, and we established our first government, and we got everything pretty much in order that we still follow today for better or for worse.
1: So this is more like J- T. Jeff coming back, being like political, not T. Jeff coming back and be like, who are all these children?
0: Yeah, right. that's right, that's right. And so my adaptation of this was a little bit about just my perspective on things from here in Ithaca, New York. Um, you know, it seemed like from where I was standing, things were sort of going in uh, in one direction, and then this last election cycle came by, and things sort of changed direction. Oh, oh, Lord. <clears throat> Not going to claim one is better than the other, just very different, and so basically... So that's why there's two
1: parts to this song, right? <laughs> well, sort
0: of. Basically, my interpretation of what did I miss is, what did I miss? I thought we were all going down a certain path together, and things were going along a certain way, and now I look around and I see things happening very differently, and... Uh, and so I, my, my question is, in this case, what did I miss? And some of the lyrics in this song are literally quotes from Hamilton. So if you're familiar with that, you might recognize some of the words, because the things that Thomas Jefferson was saying at the time are still relevant today in our political climate. And they might have a slightly different meaning, but basically it's questioning what's going on around you.
1: Oh, for sure. For, for it seems like you you sort of have these ideas. Um, all of you are very, um, you're like sponges, which is kind of beautiful when you're a songwriter that you don't, it, it takes a lot of pressure off of it. You guys are collaborative. You take the time to really soak up what you're what's going on around you and then make sense out of it, which is kind of beautiful. So do you think that you sort of draw these influences, do they come to you or do you kind of look for those perspectives?
0: Sometimes I specifically try so to, to... To
1: you, to Kevin, and to, and to Jeff, I guess.
0: Specifically, sometimes I try to Emulate something or write something that's like something that I already like and sometimes I just get like a like something in my head and I just sit down and like it comes out either either the words come out first or the concept often is what I write around. I come up with a concept and then I write a song to fit that concept. Um, This one was very much that I, I wanted to sort of have this idea and be able to portray something similar to that. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda who's the creator of Hamilton has this other series that he does where he's allowed other bands to do their own interpretations of the songs from the show and this is different enough but also derivative enough that it could even qualify as being potentially um, a song that could be used for that for that purpose which, is all, which was something that was an intention when I sat down to do it
1: Are you about to spit some bars for us too? Is that what's going to a Jeff? No,
0: there's not a lot of rap in this song we save that for a little bit later in the set
1: <laughs> He's like, just you wait. That's what it's like.
0: (laughs) That's right. The
1: latest song, you you get the reference, Ash? You got it? it? All right. The latest song from The Uncommon's written by Jeff Goodmark. We have got, and this is the last song in this, and the story is behind the song. We have got Time to Fight, Part 2. Yeah, what's part one like? I'm like a little bit curious about that. It's kind of like the end of part two. We to oh.
0: we'll do that in, in the next next part of the show. We'll, we'll do part one also.
1: Oh, great, great, great. Um, so that kind of felt like to me like I was like you're on. We were on the battlefield. Like it kind of felt like, and especially for your solo, Jay, I kind of felt like that was ins- a little bit inspired by some of those Star Spangled. Um, like, was that? Am I kind of right with that? Like it, it felt a little bit patriotic.
2: Yes, when Johnny comes marching home. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's kind of what I was feeling.
2: Civil War. So that's kind of how we feel sometimes, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, it was uh, it fit really nice when he played that for the first time, so he kept it in there.
1: Yeah, and also kind of going off musicals, it reminds me of the one um, part of, uh, of Rent with, with Roger when he's doing that one little guitar solo the, the entire time. The wah, wah, wah,
6: wah, Yeah, It's good. It's good,
1: good. stuff. It's good stuff. Um, where can people find your music, I guess, is the question we really need to ask ourselves.
3: We have on a website, theuncommonsrock.com, as well as a Facebook page. We have some videos up on YouTube as well.
1: And you guys are on SoundCloud too, right? As Five Mile Drive, but the music is still on there. Our
3: album that we recorded together as Five Mile Drive is on... SoundCloud. SoundCloud, yes.
4: And iTunes and Amazon and... Spotify, all the, so Google Play. Basically,
1: if you have music and you know where to find it, it's probably there. Is that what we're getting at here? That's fantastic. And,
4: uh, we've, you know, we've written a lot of new songs since that album, the Victorious album, and uh, we're hoping that maybe in, you know, the, a year or so, we might uh, be back in the studio. We're hoping.
1: But. What's I would I would like that too. I um, thank you guys so much for coming out. I appreciate you guys so much. let's give up one more time for the Uncommons.
4: Thank you.
2: And I don't cry And everything gonna be just like The way it used to be We're
7: working at to 5 So look me in the eyes Tell me when you're not at home You're being faithful I don't know if I can live With all the rules that you've been putting down Well I don't know if I can give You all the love that you're asking To keep me alive You say
2: that it's just a shame but now who you gonna blame? Cause everything gonna be just like the way it used to be. We're
7: playing the same game, but everything's changed, careful because I
0: For the rest of this set, and for the unedited multicam video, please visit Ithacaismusicpodcast.com. For more information about The Uncommons, go to theuncommonsrock.com. Ithaca is Music is produced by me, Jeff Goodmark, and John Carter of New Vine Records. To learn more about New Vine, go to newvinerecords.com. Our video was recorded and produced by Jonathan Hochberg of Finger Lakes Music Press at fingerlakesmusicpress.com. And our website is hosted and maintained by 14850.com. Additional contributions come from Dan Cole, Ari Kislav, and Mark Ambinder, with support from Matt Reese of Lot 10 and the City of Ithaca. A very special thanks goes out to our host, Victoria DeBerry. You can peek into her crazy life on Instagram at V2B Music. That's V-E-E-D-A-B-E-E Music. Next time on Ithaca's Music, we bring you Through Spectrums, a seven-piece funk band guaranteed to get your toes tapping and your hips shaking. And remember, once in a while, you get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right.